Belt? Centure. All right, all right. Welcome back. Do you know what episode this is? Uh, I'm going to guess 12. Is it 12 or is it 13? God, I think it's 12. Sorry, we're... But it might be 13. And if it is, you'll find out by the title of the episode. <laughs> but welcome back to another episode of the Trying to Parent podcast. As always, your hosts, the lovely, the beautiful, mm. the gorgeous, Amanda King. Thank you. And myself. And Sean. Mr. Sean King. Well, it's normal size. <laughs> normal size, Sean King. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So, welcome back. Oh, um, man. Last um, yeah. episode was, you know, a bit uh, rough, but... I don't even remember exactly what we talked about on the last episode, but I kind of have like gener- a general idea. Yeah, um, because it was... Your mom was here. Yep. We had just went to the doctor. Yep. Shit has gone up and down and sideways since then. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff that happened. When was my mom out here? Like, when did we do that? We did. It was literally like the, wasn't it like the first week? So not our first weekend. We got in here on the first. So I think she came on like the seventh. Was she here that whole week? Like. That sounds about right. No, she got here on the fifth. Because I think I had to take the medication on the sixth. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a it's a lot Ooh. has happened since then. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Wow. It's been a while. But so she was here for a week. So it was. Yeah, because it was we did it. Right it was like the twelfth or the thirteenth or something of January. This is dragging on a little bit. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, None of that matters to you guys. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was bad news then. Mm-hmm. Definitely not great news. Uh, I know you're obviously just listened to the previous podcast, so you know what we're talking about more so than we know what we're talking about. Yeah, sometime and things have happened since then, so we're, we're literally just doing this podcast on the fly right now. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is completely on the fly, and speaking of on the fly, we are driving out tomorrow. Yeah. That has nothing to do with on the fly, but we're we getting the fuck out of here tomorrow at the, at the point. Uh, that's right. Today is Saturday, February 4th. We will be heading out Saturday, not Saturday, Sunday, Sunday February 5th. As you can recall, our original leave date was Around January 23rd to the 25th, somewhere in that yeah. time range. Obviously, we did not make that time. <clears throat> no. A lot of things, like we mentioned, the house. But we've got everything done. It looks fantastic. It looks fucking fantastic. I wouldn't advise letting shitty people rent your place out. So don't do that. But besides that, we're ready for this next chapter. Yep. Oh, jeez. Um, the table. Do you want to do the social media stuff real quick? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Let's get social. Social. do it all right um instagram and facebook at trying the number two parent and our wait yeah 
Facebook, yep. Uh, yeah, and then our um, YouTube is trying space, the number two, space parent. And then our Gmail is trying the number two parent podcast at gmail.com. Correct. Very correct. Yeah. Sorry. It's been a while. I'm literally pulling those out of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Normally I look at my notes, but I'm not. And also. It's crazy, Nina. 360-450-5008. Nope. Definitely call us. Definitely. You know what it is. We will be putting this podcast out literally this week. So the week of the, the second sixth. week of February. Yeah, the sixth is Monday. So it'll come out that week. You know, and it's it's not in the same context that we were initially hoping to, but we're going to roll with it. And this is our journey and it's going to be beautiful. And you guys are along Disclaimer. for the... Oh, you guys are along for the ride as it's happening now at this point. Um, you know, we were trying to release a podcast when we were already pregnant. So you guys could be, you know, we were like, pregnant. Yeah. We, I mean, yeah, we, we were, were pregnant. we were pregnant and we lost the baby. Yeah. And that, so that shit happens. 11 weeks of hopefulness, but it's not the end of the world. And we will, you and know, we want this to be as real as possible. So we didn't want to just like pretend that that never happened because we know again, a lot of people go through this type of shit, so it wasn't like, oh, let's just get rid of these episodes and yeah, pretend we, like we weren't pregnant and didn't lose the baby. Like, it's it's real shit, and I know some of you guys that are listening have gone through it, and I know some of you will go through it. Yeah, and we were kind of having a discussion about, like, what we wanted to do with episodes, like, you know... I mean, I was like, well, do we just get rid of them and start over? And we're like, no, because those were, you know, that's part of the journey. So, you know, we'll figure out how to handle the next episodes when we become pregnant again. But, you know, yeah, we didn't want to get rid of them because it's part of the journey. And I'm sorry if you guys get annoyed or when we get <laughs> pregnant again, at least we'll be in Mexico this time. So a lot of the experiences that we're having and things that we're going through, doctor's visits that we're going They'll be uh, to different. on time and everything will be way different. Um, I'll read a different book, so I'll have new, different, dumb information uh, <laughs> to feed you guys. And I'm sure Amanda will have, hopefully, more <laughs> symptoms and other shit that's... Yeah, different experiences. And, um, you know, it'll be just an added part to the journey. And and the baby will be, like, even more Mexican <laughs> because it will be made in Mexico and be... Heche in Mexico. <laughs> birthed in Mexico. So... Yep. Pretty excited yep, yep. about that. On that front, we have some better news than last time. Uh, last time, the doctors told you what? Um, basically, they told me that my body would... So, I had the, so basically, I had the antibodies, and my body would attack any negative... Or any positive blood baby, excuse me. Any positive blood baby... And that I had the antibodies and basically my best luck was to adopt or get a negative blood donor or... And I, who was it exactly that told you this? It was it was a doctor at the one that was recommended to me from, from doctor number one. They recommended me to go to doctor number two to get the... Um, I don't remember what the medication is called, but basically the abortion medication. And that's where they, um, not prescribe, but that's where they push the people that are more of a higher risk pregnancy. Doctor number one pushes them to doctor number two if they're higher risk. So that's why they sent me there. So doctor number two does the abortions and higher risk pregnancies. And it was doctor number two, which was the one that didn't look at my chart and was the one that told me, this news and I think my mom went to me went with me to that appointment yeah so yeah I couldn't go because I think I had an appointment. you had a bunch of you had uh interviews interviews yeah you right. had back-to-back -back interviews um and so my mom went to me went to, I don't know why I keep saying that went with really me went with me to that appointment what <laughs> what do you say um, also, sorry, we just got back from our going away dinner, so. Yeah, going away yeah. dinner, because remember, we leave tomorrow. Yeah, we leave tomorrow. Um, anyways, 
may or may not have been a vodka soda involved. You had multiple vodka sodas. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> a beer and another sort of drink. But yep. who's counting? A- anyways, anyways. Uh, I'm not pregnant anymore. We're not so pregnant. <laughs> it's okay. This I'm is old. barely sober <laughs> podcast, people. <laughs> bringing it back. God. Which for a short time was barely sober, and then it, it was, was House of Sinners. <laughs> so. No, well, I really <clears throat> took it back there. Anyways, anyways, anyways okay. So um, the the appointment with my mom, I told her like, "Hey, doctor number one told me that I had these antibodies," and then doctor number two was like, "Oh, that's not good. You're gonna have to adopt or have a donor." And I was like, "Well, that's not fucking great at all." And like then flat out, just told you that like, yeah, you know, we're not gonna like look into this that much more. Like, this is what's gonna happen, bro. So literally later that day. I looked at my chart, my doctor number two, my chart, and it said I had something called antibody E. Do you want me to go into details right now? Sure. Okay. Um, it said I had antibody E. And then so I literally called them and I got to their like, not blood diagnosis, but their lab results hotline. Like, if you want a nurse to explain your lab results, leave a message. We'll call you back. So I called them. I think it was on Thursday or Friday. It had to have been on Friday because my doctor's appointment, I think, was on. Yeah, it was on Friday. So I called them, and then it was Monday. I had to go in for another HCG test because they kept drawing my fucking blood, my poor arms. I had to go back so many different times. Um, And I said, hey, I left the message on. No, no, no. The office was closed on Monday. That's what it was. They told me to come back Monday. I went back Monday. The office was closed because it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So I went back on Tuesday and I said, hey, I left a message on Friday for have your lab results nurse call me back to explain what this antibody E meant. Because when I was at the doctor on Friday, she didn't understand or I said I had antibodies, but she didn't know what it meant. And she was like, oh, they'll get back to you. So it was literally like Thursday or Friday, literally the following week. The doctor calls me and she's like, oh, antibody E. So this is doctor number two. She goes, oh, antibody E. That's actually way better. I'm sorry that I told you that you had to get, you know, a donor or possibly go through IVF or whatever. Um, I should have looked at your chart, my bad. Uh, antibody E is better, your body will attack the baby no matter what, whether it's positive or negative. You said she said that she said that she should have looked at her, at your chart. Yeah. She was like, I should have looked at your chart, like done my fucking job. Yeah. She was like, Oh, I'm sorry. When you said that you had the antibody, I assumed you had antibody D and I'm like, you had my blood work before the other doctor, doctor number one, even called me with these results. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she was like, well, antibody E is actually better. Your body will attack the baby, whether it's positive or negative. And I said, that doesn't sound fucking better at all. What do you, what do you mean? And she was like, well, antibody E, whether it's going to attack the, the baby no matter what, but it's actually at such a low rate. I've never actually, she's like in my last 25 years of being an OBGYN, I've actually only seen a blood transfusion needed one time. She's like, I've seen a lot of people have positive um, blood babies and have healthy pregnancies throughout my career. She said, um, you know, the baby might have jaundice, which is very treatable. You put it in the ultraviolet blue light or whatever when the baby's born. That's yellowing skin, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, jaundice is yellowing of the skin. Um, because basically what happens, so regardless of the antibodies that she thought I had or the antibodies that I actually do have, they both essentially do the same thing. They attack the red blood cells of the baby. So the level of damage, rain it causes anemia, and then the anemia is what creates the other issues of the baby. So... Um, she was like, oh yeah, this is way better case scenario. Like I feel better about this. And I'm like, bro, this does not sound better. And she's like, no, trust me, it's better. I was like, okay, well, all right. Do you think I still need to go see a specialist? And she's like, I mean, you can, if you want, if you want to do the genetic testing, you'll find out more information, but that's also, if you do the genetic testing, you're going to find out a lot of information. And some people don't like to know all of that information. So it depends how much you want to know how balls deep you want to go into this. Um, but I think you're going to be okay. And I was like, well, that's fucking great. So then fast forward the next week I had 
my well woman's exam at doctor number one, the very first place that did our ultrasound. I went to them for my woman's checkup because it's been a pap. It's been three years and I wanted to get one done because they say every three or five years. So I was like, who doesn't want to get a pap? (laughs) Dude, my poor vagina, after all of the scraping and tugging and probing everything that they've done like I was like bro I need more time but I bled for literally two weeks so TMI guys sorry um so not from the scraping it's like that lady at the dentist that attacked me <laughs> Jeez. anyway so doctor number one I went in for my pap it was not the first doctor that we saw initially but it was another doctor there and she was super cool and so I was like hey, I know you guys were the very first ones to tell me that I had this antibody. Doctor number two, who you guys referred me to, didn't seem to have a whole lot of information. They didn't look at my chart. They freaked me out for the first week, and then it took a week for them to call me back. Do you know what this antibody E means? And she was literally like, oh, well, your antibody count was so low we couldn't even tell what it was. That's why we directed you to doctor number two. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what that means. And she's like, no, you weren't teeter. So apparently antibodies is leveled in a form of teeters. And she said that my count was so low, I was barely teeter, teeterable or whatever. And so she's like, we couldn't even tell. We're just going to let that teeterable thing slide. Teeter, teeterable. <laughs> teeter. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do the what drop, but... What? Teeter. What? She said it... I don't know. I don't know. Okay, pass. And um, so she said that's a great sign, and she knows a lot of people that have healthy pregnancies that have antibody E, just like doctor number two told me, Um, but she said that because her antibody count was so low, I literally, literally shouldn't have any problems, and... Um, she said that if me and you both get genetic testing, which is typically done at, um, around 10 to 12 weeks, or we could get the preemptive genetic testing done before we have a baby, it'll literally like take your blood and my blood and figure out what's not compatible. And it'll literally tell, like, she was like, it'll tell you all the risks. So kind of what doctor number two told me, but just way more detail and way better. And then she also gave me, um, so, you know, previously I was taking the Vitex, but I was only taking one pill and which was 650 milligrams. And she told me that I could take around 1200 milligrams of Vitex. And then in inositol, inositol, something like that. It's, that is another um, pill that inositol, myo, it's myo inositol or something like that. I don't know. Um, but it's that, so backtrack real quick. So we were talking about my high blood pressure and how it ranges all over the place. And she wants me to go through my previous blood work to see if I have maybe um, high insulin. Um or some other like A1C level that could be triggering me to have high blood pressure. Um, but she said I could take that inositol or whatever I can't pronounce right now, um, up to 2000 milligrams per day. And essentially what that does is it helps to regulate your cycle when your insulin level is, per- is preventing your body from menstruating regularly and even though I don't have that problem it could if I do have some type of underlying problem that I'm maybe not aware of she said it won't hurt me to take it so she suggested that I take 2,000 milligrams of the inositol or whatever I can't say and then around 1,200 milligrams of Vitex and then 500 milligrams of vitamin B6 extended release and the B6 extended release is actually good for cervical mucus which is good for implantation, which I honestly have never really had good cervical mucus, which may or may not be a factor of us getting pregnant. And I know this is a lot of information to throw out here right now, but um, 
it's it's been a lot of information that's been thrown at me since our last podcast so here you go is go I'm sorry but anyways it's really good news she said we're not high risk I can see a normal midwife and we shouldn't have any problems getting pregnant she said that she doesn't think this has anything to do with our miscarriage and um and that we are good to go whenever we are ready and I am TMI on my first menstrual period since miscarriage and it's on time so this is a great sign and hopefully here's to moving on in the future holy shit mark ruffalo baby Dude, so, so much information. That was a bunch of information. And I just actually want to apologize because I yawned about six times <laughs> through that whole thing. And I didn't want you to think that I was not interested in what you were saying, but it is 840, which means This about is Amanda 20, after a couple drinks yeah. rambling about what's going on. And it's about 20 minutes until our bedtime. <laughs> so was not trying to be disrespectful. But yeah, just like Amanda said in a, I'm actually going to, go back through everything she said so <laughs> strap the fuck in uh, <laughs> no she's a rambler especially when she starts fucking drinking some people get violent some people get annoying you know I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking um but yeah so a lot of good news like they yes. led, they led with really bad news which is i guess is usually first or good you want the bad news first and they gave us bad news but they just gave us the wrong news. Yeah. And it was actually not nearly as bad. I so. mean, there's still a risk, but mm -hmm. the risk is really small. And for me, that, you know, that's the difference. Because obviously, if it was a fucking 75% chance that the baby's going to be fucked, then that would be selfish on me to do that, you know. But <clears throat> I never knew that your blood type played a fucking factor in getting pregnant. That was something I, I never knew. Well, so in this case, it doesn't matter. She said I was probably born with antibody E. A lot of times it's naturally occurring. And they said it doesn't matter if our baby's positive or negative. My body will attack it regardless. It doesn't matter anymore. If I had antibody D, like David, then it would matter. And that's the one that the doctor number two told me that she assumed I had originally, but because I have antibody E, um, it's hemolytic, hemoglotic, uh, disease or something. Gosh, I haven't looked at it since we got the news, but it's something like that. That's a uh, severe anemia in the baby. And that's what's caused by antibody E and D, but it's less of a risk with E, but it will happen to either baby. It's just my, luckily my antibody count is so low I'm assuming the the more times we get pregnant, it will raise. So the doctor number one, well, doctor's office number one, when I went in for my well woman exam, uh, I fucking forget her name. I don't know. Um, but she told me, she broke it down, the teeters, and how I, like how to decipher them. So that way when I do go to the doctor and they're measuring my levels, I understand what they mean. Because she said um, basically what they do is they take my blood and they put it into a Petri dish. And then they try and dilute it with like a squirt. And then it's every time that they have to dilute it to where the antibody disappears. Um, the more times it takes for it to dis disappear, the worse. So like it's like one to eight, I think. I, I'm pretty sure this is what she's like. One to eight is good. But if it's like one to 32, so like eight, 16, 32, if they have to do it three times, then that's not good because it means it's so concentrated where they have to keep diluting it. Gotcha. Um, gotcha okay. So she kind of gave me a heads up like, you want it to be low. We couldn't even teeter it. If it gets to this point, keep an eye on it. But you should be in the fucking clear. Go fuck. Essentially. All right. Yeah, that was good news. Well. Oh, that's going to be good. Oh, that's going to be good. Got some nice. fucking to do. We but had some nice fucking yesterday. Yes, we did. Um, Let's hop into... Bow, bow, I'm 
and lows hmm. we are at the end of the week what hmm. has been a low and a high for you this week um my high is looking at how cute nina looks right now oh you leaping on the little bed over there that's ours that you're i guess be sleeping on tonight <laughs> uh you go first. I've been talking a lot. Yeah, I've been talking a lot. <laughs> okay. I would say my low. Huh. Can't think too much of a low right now. Well, are we doing this week or since the last podcast? No, just this week. Oh. I think things have gone pretty well. Well. Yeah. What's happened? Our tables. Oh. Yeah, if your name is Nav <laughs> and you're listening to this, you're a real piece of shit. We were supposed to sell these tables that you guys have probably seen at some point in our home videos, whatever. Custom set that my dad home and videos. I built. Home videos, yeah. <laughs> they were on the Pornhub that we shouldn't have <laughs> Um if you subscribe to our OnlyFans, you'll see our tables. <laughs> no, totally kidding. We don't have an OnlyFans. No. Um, and yeah, so we custom made these tables, end tables, and coffee table. And we were going to be bringing them down for what we assumed was a friend. We have bad taste in friends, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he's like, yeah, I definitely want to buy them. want to put them in one of my rental Multiple houses. times we asked him. Uh, yeah, asked him multiple times. Hey, you sure you want to buy these? Blah, blah, blah. Confirmed multiple times that he wants to buy them. So we're like, all right, cool. We'll bring them down with us. And we've been here for weeks and been trying to get in contact with him to, yeah, get these tables. And he's just been like kind of stringing us along, stringing us along. Said some bad things have happened to him. You never know. It seems like something bad's always happening to this guy. But, yeah, we're leaving tomorrow morning, and uh, he's completely been ignoring us, reading our messages, but ignoring us. For a week. For the last week. Mm -hmm. um, also <coughs> ended up cost costing us some money in some other areas. Uh, but, yeah, just a real, real asshole, which is crazy, because why not just tell us that you don't want the tables? Um, anyways. Not here to complain about that. That was a low. Just another person I got to add to my list uh, of people I would like to fuck up at some point. So we've got them, old tenants, and the people that sold us our car. <laughs> so let's get longer. Um, my high would be one, super excited the house is done and I'm just ready to get the fuck out of here and start this journey. It should be a really awesome time. Um, I guess one of my other lows would be we're going to be leaving our friends, which is, you know, never fun leaving friends and family. But high is at least they'll want to come visit us because we'll be in a really cool place. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've spent a lot of money thus far getting the house together and everything, getting it ready to be rented back out to your brother. But we just found $1,600 in your one of our other accounts. So Yay. we have 1600 more dollars that we didn't know about. And I did. We've spent almost $8,000 this month. I just wanted like, like $1,600 is awesome that we found that in our Venmo, but we've dropped like literally $8,000 this month. So it, yeah, it's been, tough. <laughs> it's been tough because it was unexpected to have to and drop it, that, this month. That's, that's like not credit card $8,000. That's like our savings account $8,000 because we paid cash. So um, it's not like that's deferred money. That's like taken out right away money. Yeah, which sucks. But, you know, you do the things you got to do and yeah. we'll get that money back. Money's just money, but it sucks. Yeah. Anyways, what's yours? Um, I'm going to say my low... I don't 
think it was maybe, I don't think it was this week. It may have been earlier this, it might have been last weekend, I don't know. Um, the tenant, Juliet Palmer, who I also want to fuck up. If I ever see you, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, just because we're going to be parents at some point doesn't mean we can't fuck people up. I still, I still got my G card. Uh, you heard me? Um, we were kind of going back and forth about the amount that she owed and I only charged her a thousand dollar deposit and I was like, Hey, I'm asking for an additional $700 because I have to spend $1,800 to replace the carpet that you peed all over. And she was like, I don't think that's right. We may have to settle this in court. And I said, okay, perfect. Let's go. And then she immediately blocked me on everything and because I don't have her forwarding address, I cannot create the summons. And we do have mutual friends, but I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I don't think I want to get our friends involved. I don't even know if they would give me her address if I asked for it, if they knew it. But that's not really their problem. It's my problem. And I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Um, but if I fucking see you, I'm going to whoop your fucking ass. And I know I got hands, so. <laughs> White niggas. <laughs> like, I'm going to fuck you up. Um, but I'm going to let it go right now just to try and be the better person. It used to keep me up at night. Um, she's just, I, text, I texted her earlier today, and I said, you're pathetic and sad, and karma's going to fucking get you. And I know she has me blocked on everything, so I know she's not going to see it. But I just, just in case, I just wanted to throw that one last thing out because it is fucking pathetic and sad. And then what made me a little happy today, this isn't my high per se, but we, our mutual friend met us for our going away dinner. And she said how shitty of a job our old tenant did and may, not the fact that it was going to fuck with our, our mutual friend, but just the fact that she did something else shitty to our mutual friend, I'm like, bro, you like obviously she's a fucking shitty person. I don't wish that she was fucking with her company because she did a shitty job, but just kind of to put her more on like on my side of like, yeah, Juliet is a shitty fucking person. This makes sense. This all lines this makes, up. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, um, my high is that we got to see some of our friends. And the house is coming together, and we got all of our projects done, and we're leaving, a, we're leaving a, like 30 hours earlier. That's my high. Sorry. I don't know if you guys can hear this car. What the fuck is this person doing? Revving outside. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what's done is done. It's time to move on. I'm not trying to carry any negativity. Nav really pissed me off, though. But people like. Like We're good said, people. Why like does they, anyone want to fuck us over? I don't know. Like understand. they said <laughs> in the incredibly timeless movie, Super Bad, people don't forget. People don't forget. So. Uh, yeah. But we had a lovely dinner. It started at five. We were home at like 745. <laughs> it might have been a little bit later than that. But yeah, had some yeah. awesome friends come out. Chatting with people, you know, excited. I got to see my godson. See the people that you want to see and that want to see you. And Amanda and I were just talking about this uh, the other night. Like, people who value you go out of the way. Yeah, like, don't be upset at the people who didn't come tonight. Because they may not hold me the same that I hold them. And it's not my responsibility to. Everybody has a friend scale of 1 to 10. And you may hold that person. I have certain people that I'm friends with that I hold as a 10, meaning whatever's happening, I'm going to make sure I'm there to support them. My friend that, and do that literally just stuff. popped a baby out of her vagina last week gets a pass. Like, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got other people that you're like, yeah, we're cool. Like, I'm friends with this person. If they would invite me to something and it was convenient, and I had nothing else going on, I would show up. And you just need to realize what number you are on somebody's list and make sure that they're a similar number on your list so you're not getting let down by these people who you think very highly of and who just don't think as highly of 
as you, or maybe you're not as important to. So just, you know. Yeah. But we did see, I mean, one of our friends drove like an hour and a half to come see us. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Oh, what else happened? Because, again, it's been a fucking while since we did a podcast is I finally got my passport. I don't know if we <laughs> talked about that last time. No, so we did it. So if you guys recall, we ended up having to, I had sent my passport in a while back and we weren't like getting any news. So we'd contacted them a couple of times. We paid a little bit more money to get that shit expedited, so on and so forth. And we end up, uh, booking and calling and booking an appointment, paying to book an appointment down in Tucson. We paid for the expedited shipping. Expedited and then we shipping. called back to have it expedited, pr- the process in general. And they're like, you know what? You can just go down to Tucson if you want, because again, we can't guarantee it's going to be here in time. But you can just go down to Tucson and, you know, book an appointment with us and get it there in person. I'm like, fuck. My God. All right. Well, we've got to do this because time's running out. We had like, this was, I picked up my passport Friday, this past Friday. So Mm -hmm. it was like last week that that should happen. And so we had that all booked. And the next day we paid $60 for it, whatever, to book that expedited appointment Mm -hmm. to go down to Tucson. And the next day, they fucking send me a thing and like, hey, your passport will be there tomorrow. <laughs> Nothing of to course. do with the people that we contacted and got the appointment w- booked and everything. So had to call or reach back out to those people, cancel that appointment in Tucson, yada, yada, yada. Went down to... I need to see if they ever charge my card. Oh, yeah, you definitely do. Um, went down to the, what's it called? The, the consulate. Yeah, the consulate, uh, the Mexican consulate out here in Phoenix. I text my hookup. Yeah, got, got, he didn't respond. Got my uh, No, he did. He said he booked the appointment. Oh, did he? I texted him on Friday. He texted me Monday morning and said he booked your appointment for Wednesday. Oh, okay. Um, Got, you know, got my passport and then on Wednesday and then went back in on Friday, picked it up with my visa in it. So good to go now. Got my temporary visa. Good to go. And yeah. Got new tires put on the trailer today. Got new tires put on the trailer. That was another $350. Yep. Gosh, just blowing through some money. Blowing through. Um, I've got a couple things I want to talk about, kind of lighten, lighten it up a little bit, okay. but back in one of our, Uh-oh. what's up? You have selected. I love so as you guys, are you yawning? You disrespectful. As you guys know, big, big fans of the 90s over here. A lot of awesome stuff came out in the 90s. A lot of awesome TV shows, movies, music. Like, the 90s was where it was at. And even though not both of us are born in the 90s, Amanda was born in the 60s. um, (laughs) (laughs) It's still one of her favorite time periods of her life. So... I love the 90s. There are a couple things that came out. Um, I, got a, I got a great one for you white folks here. Um, Friends debuted in the 90s. Guess what year it debuted? In the 90s? Yes. Friends? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say 90... Two. So close. 94. Ah. September 22nd, 1994, that White People Show Friends debuted. Uh, let's see. A couple of other incredible movies that came out in the early 90s. True classic VHS game winners right here. Beauty and the Beast, mm. 91. Aladdin, 92. I think you had a sex dream the other night about Aladdin. You were Jasmine. I was Aladdin or something like that. What you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh, last week. Yeah. The other night, last week, time runs together. And Lion King came out in 94. Oh, Love nice. Love Lion King. 
Uh, let's see. You were a big reader mm-hmm. growing up. I don't know if uh, this were, out, were outside of your realm, if your parents allowed you to read this, but Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone came out in 97. 97, I was eight years old. Um, uh, I never got into Harry Potter. No? Hmm. Uh, not. That, that was a, a big, big thing. I really like Harry Potter. I wasn't much of a reader when I was younger, though. Some, unlike some people, your dad told us a story the other night <laughs> at dinner that said, how old were you? He said, he's like, you were, I don't know, 11 years old. And they asked you if you wanted a TV in your room, your first TV in your room. And you said, no, thank you. I would just like uh, a light so I can read my a books. Nightlight. <laughs> what a psycho. I repeat, her parents asked her if she wanted a TV in her room. And she said, no, I would like a nightlight so I can read more of my books. <laughs> Crazy. Don't Absolutely judge crazy. me. I loved reading. I love reading. I, I can't lie. I like reading now, too, a lot. And uh, books you're reading as a kid were probably cooler than the books I'm reading now. I read shit about business and self-development and stuff. But. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, do you have anything from the 90s? Um, I have a few more things. But. Yeah. So it's funny. Last night at dinner, my mom made a comment about one of my old favorite movies, It Takes Two, was on TV. It Takes Two. And... I really liked that movie. Oh, it's Ashley and uh, Mary Kate Mary Olsen. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, their names are Amanda and Alyssa. And obviously, my name is Amanda. And my best friend at the time, her name was Alyssa. And so we, this movie came out in 1995. Let me see the cover. Do you have the cover pulled uh, up? Yeah. That's one of the <laughs> images. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen like, it's kind of like a, what's the Lindsay Lohan movie? It's kind of similar to that. Yes, I know the one that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's very similar to that. But I just remember watching that like and calling my best friend Alyssa and be like, oh, it takes two is on because she moved away. And I like always felt like it was kind of like me and her because the sister Alyssa lived far away. I don't know. Um, so that was funny that my mom brought that movie up because I honestly really forgot about it. I forgot it, it even existed. Parents, the shit that they remember. Dude, my memory is trash and my mom remembers fucking everything. Yeah. I'm, I, it had to be the, the drugs or something. I don't know <laughs> why my memory is so fucking horrible, but the Parent Trap is yep, what yep, the Lindsay Lohan yep. movie was called. Oh man, how, how I wonder called? if it had the same, uh, the same evil almost stepmom. I don't know, but another thing that I really loved from the '90s, or I remember being huge, and we talked about this the other night, was Fubu, oh. and how it was such a rave in the '90s. And into the early 2000s to wear like the big fucking baggy clothes, just like mm-hmm. super oversized clothes. Do you know what FUBU stands for? For us, by us? Yes. Good job, baby. <laughs> Do you know who started FUBU? Actually came out in 1992. 92. It. Uh. Give you a hint. He's one of the guys on the Shark Tank. Oh, fuck. I don't know any of their names. Damon Johns. Okay. Yeah, so. I'm not, I never would have guessed that. No? Uh, uh, rock Aware. I used to wear Rock Aware. Rock Aware that was, was my, big, too. That was my shit. That was Puffy shit, right? Did No, that was Sean John. No, yeah. No, Sean John was Puffy. Rock yeah. Aware was, uh, was that G- Jay Z. Either way, I, I remember Rockware. All that shit. Darion, which is Beyonce. <laughs> I used to. I, I do not know about that. There's academics. There was. <laughs> so, a lot of awesome shit. A lot of awesome shit from the '90s that well, you know really just clothing brands are awesome, but they're old. There was a lot of awesome shit in the '90s. Yeah, there was a lot of. 
the 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 way that people wore their clothes. Oh yeah, fucking ridiculous now. Tall tees. Well, that was the early two thousands. Was a big Nothing like a good pro club. Yep, in my white tee. A nice four pound shirt. <laughs> Also layered with like, another yeah, also color wearing double shirts, and then you huh? have the, the plastic the rubber bands uh the bracelets Hell to yeah. match the have colors like a white of your tea shirt on top and like a blue tee on the bottom and just a little bit of the blue tee just slightly larger slightly so it's sticking around short. around the neck yeah had Good all that accents. shit you go to arizona mills mall get something spray painted oh i never did the spray paint shit oh. but i know that was big yeah. um wasn't trying to ruin my teeth uh and you would just have like blue shoes or like matching color hats and socks yep. and just like the whole thing like matchy matchy was so big back then. Yeah. Think of the oh, franchise man. boys and like mm-hmm. and like DJ Unk and that was like Bob with the sweatbands and all that shit too. Yep, that yeah, yeah. Good times, good times. Um, last thing, and then we'll just talk about a little bit about being excited to move and. What's coming next? But this isn't exactly in the news, but we'll. <laughs> From the entire Channel 4 news team, I'm Veronica Corningstone. And I'm Ron Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> All right, San Diego. So, I've got just a couple things here. I was reading this article. It says Parenting Psychology 12 Studies. Every parent should know. Disrespectful with the yawns again. <laughs> All right. 12 studies every parent should know. Number okay. one, I'm not going to go through and read through all of these, but I'll give you a little highlighted cliff of notes. All of all 12? Them. Yeah. Okay. A little highlighted cliff notes. So parents are happier than non-parents. Hmm. Uh, which basically they say, you know, Research has found that, on average, parents feel better than non-parents each day and derive more pleasure from parenting than other activities. I think it depends on the children. Yeah, very true. Uh, If Nav is your child, you're probably pretty upset. Um, Number two, child-centric parenting is worth it. Uh, This basically says a psychology study found that parents who were most child-centric were also happier and derived greater meaning in life from parenting. Um, Performing child activities was associated with greater meaning and fewer negative feelings. So what's good for your kids is also good for you as a parent. Hmm. Number three, good parenting involves supporting emotional expression. Now, when your parents support emotional expression, Young adults experience less depression and anxiety. They are also more mindful, mindful, better able to regulate their attention, and more open and accepting towards themselves and the world. Which is obvious. You should be able to allow your kids to express themselves emotionally, whether that be in a positive way or a negative way. You know, if you're feeling like an asshole, I know my parents used to be like, hey, are you really mad at us? Go into your room. Scream into your fucking pillow, beat the shit out of it, and, you know, go handle your anger. I know. I, like, my mom was over earlier, and I was just like, oh, I feel like crying. I'm like crying. She's like, crying is a good emotion. Let it out. And I was mm-hmm. like, no. I, I tell you that all the time because you've been crying. crying a lot lately. I have. I'm on my first period since October, yeah. and it's February. <laughs> and, uh, I am crying all the time. <laughs> I have no issue with crying. I enjoy a good cry myself, and I do it often. Normally... You don't cry to me. Huh? You don't cry to me normally. Well, I don't cry about sad things, yeah, really. I agree. I'm more of a happy crier, emotional. Like yeah, that's very true. Feeling inspired cry. Uh, number four, helicopter parenting may be depressing. Helicopter penis. Helicopter penis is much more interesting than helicopter parenting. This study found links, not penises, just links, between helicopter parenting and higher levels of depression amongst the students, as well as lower levels of autonomy. I thought this said retardedness. It says related and competence. Parents should keep in mind how developmentally appropriate their involvement is and learn to adjust their parenting style. There were so many less 
<clears throat> excuse me, so many less helicopter parents when we were a kid. They were just like, go do your shit. Like, go do some shit. Be back before yeah. the sun goes down. I don't give a fuck. Now, like, oh, you want to go play with your friend? I'm going to go over to the house with you and make sure that, you know. You guys aren't playing something inappropriate. Yeah, their parents don't try and touch you or something. <laughs> it's just like, hey, let your kid live a little bit. I think technology, it's, it's amazing in so many ways, but also it's not amazing. I mean, as a parent, I can understand, like, wanting to keep tabs on your child at literally every fucking second of the day, but then also, like, it's, I understand that the fallbacks of it and why this generation is different than us and every previous generation before then. Now, this one completely makes me think that this article is full of shit now. Mm. Because it says number five is avoid strict discipline. (laughs) Around 90% of American parents admit at least one instance of using strict verbal discipline with their children, such as calling names. Do they mean name calling? Like you little shit. Or swearing at them. You little shit. Bro. My parents sweared at me so much when I was a kid. <laughs> really? When I was doing bad shit. Well, your parents didn't swear. No. So it wasn't something they would do. But yeah, if I was fucking up or if Sam was fucking up, like... There was some strict discipline. Our parents also used to, well, my dad also used to spank us when we were young. That may be more of like a black family thing, um, but weren't particularly afraid to hit us a little bit, um, which I know a lot less people do now. I don't think I'd exactly hit our kids, but there's no way I'm not cussing at them if they're fucking Sometimes up. I spank Nina. Not yeah, hard, I spank but, Nina too. you know. Because Nina's sometimes... Like, hey. You're a little asshole, huh? No, I don't. Don't report me to PETA or whatever. But PETA or who? PETA? What is it? No, PETAs are pedophiles. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, when you think PETA, I'm like PETA jungle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, like I don't whoop the shit out of Nina, but sometimes oh, I'll just do a, a slap on the booty. Like, hey, yeah, should we get in the trash? Stop fucking getting like the trash can. We're nine around. years old. What are we doing? <laughs> you know, that's why you just put your wet nose on my leg. <laughs> Uh, it says a child psychology a study of 967 U.S. families and their parenting found that harsh verbal discipline at 13 years old predicted worse behavior in the next year. Again, it really depends. I do believe in strict discipline, but I also believe in encouragement and like words of positivity and affirmation and stuff like that. You have to have... A I'm good very big on words there. of affirmation. Yeah. You have to have a big balance there. I think the big thing is communication in that point. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to say mean things to get your point across. You definitely shouldn't say mean things to your kids. No. But I think being strict and... Like, they, they still have to understand that you're the authority, you know, and that they need to respect and follow the rules. And I think it's... Every child is going to be different. And I think it's just finding out whatever works for that child. Put some respect on my name. Exactly. Um, I mean, some kids, I think, are going to require maybe more. um, Maybe some kids will respond more to an aggressive tone where others are be like, hey, I'm really disappointed in you. And like like that, that would make me cry instantly. Styles of coaching that like, I'm not sure if you got this, but all throughout my career playing basketball, it was like there's a certain style of coaching that gets to each player as far as like inspires them versus mm-hmm. turns them off. And it's like working out together. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to figure out, hey, does this how is this person motivated to be better? And that's how you have to coach that person. Um, I'm assuming the same thing goes with parenting. Hey, how does my person, how is my kids receiving this information? Do they get motivated by fear? And if that's the case, or I need to tell them I'm going to whoop their ass if they don't do this shit. Or are they more motivated by, you know, the idea of being upset that they let us down and they, you know, fell below expectations? Yeah, that was definitely my crumbling point. And I think Keith might have been more of the fear. And Shane was just the golden child. Shane literally never (laughs) didn't drink till he was 21. I don't even think he lost his virginity until he was 21. Like, 
Shane didn't do anything wrong, but Keith said, I mean, we all have very, we grew up with the same, basically the same parent, you know, the childhood and whatever. I mean, Shane was, Shane might've been 10 or 11 when uh, David came into our lives, but I met him on my fifth birthday. Mm. Um, so maybe my experience is a little bit different from theirs because they were a little bit older at that point, but um, we all have different uh, things that we respond to, even though we have the same mom and grew up essentially the same, but we're also very different individual people. And I think, uh, I think especially when you have more than one child, it's making sure that you are responding. I think like teachers maybe have to do this too. Like you learn the kids, you learn in co- coaches the same way. Um, you learn what each child responds to. Obviously, you're going to have your general style, and that's why people maybe go to your school versus another school for sports because they like your coaching style versus another. Um, but you also have to learn the individual and kind of figure out what motivates them and what fears them and all that. Agreed. Totally agreed. Um, the last one was not the last one, number six which will be the last one. Uh, regular bedtimes are vital to parenting. And I'll tell you right now, regular bedtimes are vital to me as a person. <laughs> and it is 15 minutes past my normal bedtime. Uh, but they say regular bedtimes really matter to children's developing brains. Uh, no shit. Researchers followed 11,000 children from when they were three years old to the age of seven. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, to measure the effects of bedtime on cognitive function. The results found that irregular bedtimes at three years of age were associated with lower scores in reading, math, and uh, spatial awareness, both in boys and girls. Wow, you must have not (laughs) gone to sleep regularly at the age of three because your spatial awareness is fucking the worst I've ever seen. But my reading is the fucking best you've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> this woman hurts herself so often that I no longer feel bad when she does it. It's just like I ate shit. Well, granted, I, I had really had to pee and I had socks on, and our dust was all over our floor from the ceilings. I ate shit so bad trying to run to the bathroom. Completely I did a went Gr- sideways. <laughs> did a just, Peter Griffin like. <laughs> yeah I'm surprised so, I don't have a bruise from that It's just so common Like every single day she hurts herself I dropped a one inch taping knife On the top of my foot Today? Yes, yesterday It was yesterday You did something out in the garage today That you hurt yourself Yeah And I told you I was like It's really getting hard for me to feel bad Bro, for you Because you hurt yourself so often bad for me I'm like, like oh no Are you okay? It's so annoying It's like Fucking, why? Why? It's your life. It's your fucking life, man. It's almost every day I hurt no, myself. No, it's literally every day. You're like kicking something or dropping something on yourself, and you're so uncoordinated <laughs> that, like, when I drop things, I have the ability to, like, move out of the fucking way or just, you know, avoid them, and it always seems to hit you in a place that hurts really bad. I, I don't know how you do it. It blows my mind. It's exhausting. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> Imagine if God. Nina, exhausting, right? Yeah. Anyways, um, moving to Mexico tomorrow. Yeah. We have most of our things packed up in the trailer. Um, we have just a little bit. Of, my parents are going to come over in the morning, help us do just a little bit more cleaning and um you know while we load things into the trailer they're going to be kind of sweeping up behind us um last minute things the carpet got installed so the carpet wasn't supposed to be installed until tomorrow but it came on wednesday and that's really the reason why we are getting out of here when we are otherwise we would have had to wait you know wait a couple more days but we are meeting another couple in eagle pass texas and so that makes me feel better it makes my family feel better I'm sure it makes your family feel better. Um, <clears throat> and they're moving to Playa, so we're going to drive with them the whole way down, and hopefully that they will be new friends. And till next time, I guess. 
Got a bunch of new adventures coming up. Uh, like I said, this podcast should be, be released this week while we're kind of on the way out there. So check out the episodes. Whew. We appreciate you guys' support. Uh, we'll probably put a little uh, video or message out there to people letting them know that, uh, you know, what to expect that we're, hey, we're actually not pregnant right now. But we will we, be though. We wanted to get this out there. We wanted to put the positive, positive energy and positive vibes out there. Hope to get some positive energy and positive vibes back from you guys. Be sure to uh, again reach out to us on the social medias and all that great stuff. New adventure lies ahead of us tomorrow. First time we'll really be living out of the country. I'm very excited. Very excited. I um, couldn't be happier to do it with you and Nina Sanchez on Nina's my side. I love you. I love you too, baby. It's been the Trying to Parent Podcast. We up out of here. Dead ass. Peace, y'all. Bailando. Vamos con la